I'm Afshin Ratatsi and welcome back to Going Underground, broadcasting all around the world from Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, a country that's pledged $100 million of aid to Syria and Turkey, devastated this week by earthquakes that have killed thousands. But as offers of aid around the world to both nations come in, how is war-torn Syria responding to help from the very countries that have been heavily sanctioning and bombing it for years? The United States, accused of killing innocent Syrian civilians, has pledged aid to Syria this week while refusing to even acknowledge the country's president, Bashar al-Assad, after years spent trying to overthrow him. Well, here to talk straight, talk to me straight from the earthquake uh, hit Syrian capital Damascus is Dr. Bethena Shaban, political and media advisor to President Bashar al-Assad. Thank you very much, Dr. Shaban, for uh, coming on. I better just ask, first of all, what is the situation in Syria? NATO nation, mainstream media saying they can't get to uh, Syria, which is why they're focusing on Turkey. Thank you very much, uh, Afshin, for asking us. The situation in Syria is truly bad, uh, particularly in Aleppo and Latakia and Hama and uh, Jebli. It is uh, uh, badly stricken uh, by the earthquake. And what made it worse is that Syria has been uh, fighting for 12 years against a horrible terrorist war uh, that has been imposed on us. And uh, what is make it three times worse is the American and European sanctions against Syria, which prevent us uh, from updating our um, means and, and ways of helping the people who are trapped under the rubble while the U.S. is talking that they allow humanitarian assistance, which is absolutely not true. Unfortunately, Afshin, the, the U.S. only talks about governments as if they don't see people uh, in Syria. And if you compare between the rescue and the help that was uh, immediately dispatched to Turkey uh, with the help that was dispatched to Syria, you see that there is no humanitarian consideration at all uh, with Western countries. They only put the political above uh, the humanitarian, contrary to what they claim all the time. Well, NATO nation media says uh, they are very humanitarian, these NATO uh, powers, and uh, they're showing us uh, on repeat uh, the only footage they have from Syria of the white helmets as the main uh, rescuers. And uh, as you know, uh, Ned Price, the uh, U.S. State Department spokesperson, said uh, no aid to Syria would be quite ironic if not counterproductive for the USA to reach out to a government that has brutalized its people over the course of a dozen years. I suppose quite one thing from them not giving aid to Syria and preventing others from giving aid. Is that what the United States is doing? Yeah. Uh, talking talking uh, th th about these two points, I think the United States uh, is absolutely um, committing a crime against Syria by preventing any country uh, from dealing with Syria. When you have people trapped under the rubble, cranes and bulldozers become humanitarian aid because these are the ones that can remove the rubble and in order to uh, save people from under the rubble. Until now, Turkey has saved people from under the rubble because it received all uh, the aid it, it needs from the U.S. and from Europe. I, I just, uh, as for the white helmets, Afshin, I, from following the media, I feel as if 
the West has taken the opportunity of the of the earthquake in order to uh, help the white helmet to resurface again, as uh, uh, they call it a humanitarian, while it is a terrorist organization and all the documents prove that the white helmets were working hand in hand with ISIS in Syria against the Syrian people. Well, people can watch our interview with the boss of the White Helmets on our Rumble channel. It was uh, banned from broadcast uh, in Britain uh, shortly uh, before the founder uh, committed, apparently uh, committed suicide. Well, as you know, the uh, Department uh, of State in the United States uh, has a different view. It's tweeting out to the Arab world in response to inaccurate press reports about the U.S. sanctions. We would like to clarify the U.S. sanctions include exceptions that do not prevent the delivery of humanitarian, medical food and other aid to the Syrian people. We will not prevent any country from providing such aid. For our part, we will continue to provide assistance to the Syrian people. This unnamed individual that was tweeted out by the U.S. spokesperson's media office to the Arab world, what did you make of this tweet? I, I, I really believe that, that, you know, they should know that the statement that given by the uh, speaking in Arabic from the United States is, is totally irrelevant. It's so, um, it's, it's so false. It has nothing to do with the truth. The United States sanctions against Syria are preventing any means of life, of survival, of saving human lives in Syria. And what, what she said, I saw her, her statement in Arabic uh, speaking uh, on behalf of the U.S. has nothing of the truth in it at all. It is the United States who is preventing any country from offering real help that would truly save lives in Syria. What this proves, Afshin, is that they really do not care about human lives. And all their claims about humanitarian issues and the human issues are absolutely false narrative that has nothing to do with reality. We no longer believe anything they, they say about humanity or humanitarian issues because it is totally untrue. So on the same day that uh, Zelensky of Kiev in Ukraine visited London, they were talking about, across the media, that Britain was also helping the Syrian people. Is Britain helping the Syrian people? No, not at all. No European country is helping the Syrian people at all. You know, the problem is that I'm glad that, uh, that you are there, Afshin, and RT is there, so that people can see and hear some of the truth of what's going on. Because, honestly, Western you know, full of lies that have nothing to do with reality. No, neither Britain nor Germany nor the U.S. Not only that, Afshin, now I say through your channel, I challenge them to allow any Syrian person anywhere in Europe or the U.S. to transfer money to Syria. Syrian expatriates who are in Europe and the United States are trying their utmost just to send money, to transfer money to the badly affected areas, and no one of them was able to transfer any money at all to Syria because of American and European sanctions. Let them, let this speaker in the United States come out and say, any Syrian who wants to send money to Syria will be allowed. No one will be prevented from sending money to Syria. I would then believe 
that they care about humanitarian issue and about people. The earthquake. I challenge her to come out and say that. Well, the earthquake, of course, affected two countries, Turkey and Syria. Did, uh, yes. did that fact and the epicenter so close to the uh, uh, north of Syria border mean that there is now a chance of cross-border cooperation between Turkey and Syria? Many people who may not know about the Syrian civil war know that Turkey uh, was involved. Turkey obviously is a NATO member as well. Any chance that the earthquake could foster better relations? I know that already the countries that have given aid, the UAE, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, China, Kuwait, Jordan, uh, some of these countries uh, not always predisposed to the Assad government. Could the earthquake mean a greater rapprochement between Syria and the outside world? I really, I really don't know. If allow me to answer this question later, but to start by saying, if you count the countries here that have sent uh, aid to Turkey, you would see the difference. UK, US, Italy, uh, Spain, Austria, Poland, Greece, Romania, all, all these countries, Japan, South Korea, all of them sent rescuers, dogs, machines to Turkey, but they did not send anything to Syria. So the people in Turkey and people in Syria are trapped under the rubble and the earthquake affected both countries. The least thing these countries can do is to behave on a humanitarian basis and to send rescuers and dogs and machines to both countries, especially that Syria has been fighting a war against terrorism for 12 years, while Turkey hasn't been doing that. As for the rapprochement option between Turkey and Syria, there are efforts exerted by Russia and now probably will be joined by Iran in order to try and make the two countries talk. But as you know, Turkey occupies part of our country in the northwest of Syria, and therefore any talk would have to restore our rights first before we can establish normal relations with a country. Well, apologies uh, to our viewers for technical issues. Uh, Syria may be historically one of the foundations of civilization, but obviously it is under sanctions. Erdogan was clear on the uh, 5th of January, saying that he might sit down with Assad to foster uh, peace. Uh, there's no active negotiation about having that meeting with uh, Erdogan of Turkey? Well, uh, the, the meeting should uh, have a purpose, should have a target. If the target is to solve the issues and to try and um, find a solution for terrorist organizations that Turkey is gardening, uh, is, is guarding in Syria uh, uh, to restore the sovereignty to Syrian territory, and then to establish relations, because as you know, most of the terrorists came to Syria through Turkish borders. But um, now efforts are underway, especially by Russia. And, and as I said, it might be joined by Iran in order to make these talks possible. But of course, there should be an agenda. There should be a purpose from these talks. And unless we know where we are heading, we can't start talks without knowing what is the point we want to get to from these talks. 
You said Russia may be trying to facilitate that. Syria is supporting Russia's campaign in Ukraine. It's been a week of news about that, which hasn't been arguably covered much in the NATO nation media after the great reporter Cy Hirsch, who exposed Abu Ghraib and the Mylai massacre, claimed that uh, uh, his sources show that the Biden administration blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and thus uh, was, in effect, involved in a, in a uh, terrorist a act. Why does Syria support uh, the uh, Putin government over Ukraine? Well, because uh, the Russian government uh, had the um, Minsk agreements and they tried its best for, uh, six, for eight years in order to solve the problems. But it, it was the... Uh, American and the European who did not want to solve the problem. And anyway, the, the, what the, uh, the ex-chancellor uh, of Germany, Merkel, said proves that what the Russians were saying about the necessity of implementing the agreement uh, was absolutely right. And if the West has the will in order to solve the problem with Russia, they would have solved the problem. We believe that Russia uh, is fighting uh, a war in order to uh, preserve its sovereignty, its integrity. And uh, NATO, of course, is fighting this war against Russia with money and armaments. It's not a war only uh, uh, by Ukraine and Russia. It is really the NATO who is fighting, who is truly fighting this war in order to keep a unipolar world, while Russia and China and Syria and Iran and India, we are all calling for a multipolar world to end with this Western hegemony over our world. Dr. Bethany Shaban, I'll stop you there. More from the Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's political and media advisor after this break. Welcome back to Going Underground. I'm still here with Syrian President Bashar al-Assad's political and media advisor, Dr. Bethena Shaban. In the NATO nation uh, media landscape, not in the global south, the main report to come from Syria, apart from the OPCW, which I, I will get into, uh, this was on The Guardian, CBS News, PBS, France 24, Wall Street Journal, Newsweek, and Daily Beast, AP News, which lied about a Russian missile on Poland. 40,000 Syrians are apparently fighting in Ukraine, and they sourced this to the Syrian Observatory of Human Rights, which I know RT, the channel that Going Underground uh, uh, goes out on, uh, showed was just a house in Coventry. Is all the news in the West biased about Syria, and, uh, or are there 40,000 Syrians fighting in Ukraine? Uh, you know, uh, why don't they put some of these Syrians on TV and show us that there are Syrians fighting in Ukraine? Honestly, Afshan, sometimes I feel that uh, because uh, the narrative in the Western media is so far removed from the truth, sometimes you feel it's not worth answering because uh, it has nothing to do with the reality, with what's going on. I don't know how, how they allow themselves to invent stories and then to circulate them, like what they uh, claimed about Syria with the OPCW, while the people, the, the experts who were sent to Syria said that our reports were, were, were thrown in the, uh, away and they invented a new report that has nothing to do with the work 
that has been done on the ground. So how, how, how could they keep moving around in a circle of, uh, of, of narrative that, that totally removed from reality? I don't know where to start to answer them, really. Well, the Russians uh, claim that there's also a culture war. I know last time you spoke to us uh, about uh, the uh, feeling that NATO and the West had a culture war on ancient Syria uh, as regards yeah. the so-called civil war. Uh, regarding the OPCW, uh, at the UN Security Council, the UK said there is undeniable evidence that the Syrian state used chemical weapons to murder its own citizens. This from the IIT, which is a type of kind of offshoot of the OPCW that's been created, which I know China rejects uh, at, at that meeting, and obviously Russia. Uh, the UAE said, on the other hand, we emphasize the importance to hear the findings of this team in the next council session, referring to an assessment team that's been there. And as for the US, the Biden administration, they just went, you know, it's indisputable. Assad regime killed 43 men, women and children. What did you make of this OPCW yes. conclusive report, yeah. as it's been reported in the West? Yeah of chemical weapons use? You know, undeniable, indisputable. It is the adjective that they put to what, what they do. All what they presented is disputable and is deniable by even the experts who came to Syria and who worked on the ground. Uh, the OPCW report is absolutely political targeting of Syria that has nothing to do with the truth. If they care about people who die, let them now extend a hand to people who are trapped under the rubble if they care about human lives. All what the West does, it has been proven, is according to its political agenda. It has no human consideration whatsoever. So do you think Fernando Arias, the boss of the OPCW, is basically a, what, a NATO agent? There are, there are many people, many experts, who are preparing their report to show that what the OPCW is publishing is absolute uh, nonsense and it has nothing to do with reality. I mean, uh, Afshin, let us ask the question, could you imagine any government on earth to start a chemical attack in the morning of the arrival of UN team to check chemical attack in Khan Lassal? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense at all. Plus, there were many, there, there, there were many uh, uh, experts who refuted these reports and who said that the real reports that we put were pushed aside and the OPCW invented data and invented ideas and put them in this report that has nothing to do with what we discovered on the ground. And yet they don't listen except to what they are uh, writing and saying. Is this the chosen method of NATO nations? It was interesting that it was the Russian uh, ambassador to the UN with the Syrian envoy speaking in New York. Obviously, there was a Skripal attack in Britain using uh, a type of chemical weapon. Russia seeming to warn that any day now we may have a false flag chemical attack in Ukraine. Do you believe that the OPCW uh, is actually more important than ever? I, I think I think probably this is what uh, they are trying to do. To, they are reviving the OPCW uh, report, uh, and you know things are connected in order to uh, accuse uh, Russia of using chemical against Ukraine. It's uh, the, the 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 what is happening in the Ukraine between Russia and NATO is extremely connected to what uh, is also circulated. 
uh, about Syria, whether it's weapon or, or other issues. Well, as I say, the United States and Britain and the U.S.'s arguable vassal states in Europe all agree with the OPCW report, the final IIT uh, report. While this earthquake was going on, some people may be surprised to uh, find out, the Syrian government is accusing the Biden administration of stealing 66,000 barrels of oil, maybe, every day. Uh, how much does the uh, Biden administration owe the Syrian government? The Syrian foreign minister, Faisal Mekdad, claiming $119 billion owed currently. So the, the American administration is occupying and stealing your oil. Yeah, of course, they are uh, occupying the northeast of Syria, where all uh, our oil wells uh, are, where our water, where our gas. And, uh, you know, we can, everybody can see trucks, American trucks, uh, stealing the Syrian oil and crossing the borders to Iraq or probably to Turkey. And the question is, how can a country at the size and the importance of the United States who claims to be teaching humanity, morals and, and ethics, how can they loot the oil of the Syrian people, um, you know, un under the sun, everybody, everybody can see them. So, uh, uh, yes, I think they are looting our oil, they are encouraging uh, uh, the partition of Syria, encouraging some elements uh, in Syria, paying the money in order to uh, constitute a kind of uh, independent uh, entity in order to partition Syria. It's, um, and uh, they claim to be fighting terrorism. If the United States did not interfere, we would have defeated all the terrorists in Syria. They only interfered when we were about to completely end terrorism in Syria. And so they, they, they provided a cover for ISIS and for the terrorists in the east of Syria. Of course, they continue to deny that, not deny so much the uh, oil theft. Has the earthquake affected the oil theft that you allege? And uh, there have been some reports in recent mm -hmm. months of Syrian soldiers stopping no, it's, American no, it's, vehicles. It, it's mainly in the, the earthquake is mainly in the northwest on the borders of Turkey, Aleppo, uh, Afrin, uh, Adlib, and this area did not get to the northeast uh, of Syria. Meanwhile, of course, while all this is happening and related perhaps to the multipolar world you speak of, uh, China has been saying that uh, Feng Biao, the Chinese ambassador to Syria, that the uh, inclusion of Syria in the Belt and Road Initiative provides the greatest contribution to the economic reconstruction and social development of Syria. Do you not think the uh, NATO powers will be watching this and will want to again start up the war on Syria? I know that warplanes have been aerially bombarding Syria over the past few weeks, armed by Britain, the United States and European Union nations. Well, uh, you mean, what about the, the role of China in helping Syria? Yes. That's what you are asking. Well, we are uh, actually counting on the rise of China and Russia, on the BRICS, uh, on the Shanghai. We are also submitting requests uh, to be observer in Shanghai. Uh, the world is definitely changing, and we, we definitely uh, are in the right uh, 
uh, side of history by standing with Russia and China because it is a, a, a human need now. Uh, the multipolar world is a human need because Western hegemony now really uh, is fighting an existential war because they know that the triumph of Russia and the Eastern camp in this war would mean putting an end to Western hegemony. And that's why they are hurrying up to constitute blocks in the uh, China Sea, in Africa, in the Middle East, uh, um, to, in order to preserve their hegemony and looting the, looting the resources of the people. But you say that, in, in and yet country. you say that, and yet the uh, warplanes will be over Damascus perhaps tonight. What's it like in Damascus, and is there nothing that Syria can do to stop the Israeli warplanes uh, bombing your country? Well, uh, the, the warplanes, you know, the, the bombing of my country is uh, from the Zionist entity, which is uh, now a member of CENTCOM, and it is mandated by the United States to uh, create problems in Syria and Iran, uh, in any country from uh, uh, inside the country. And that's why they are uh, uh, intent on weakening Syria or trying to weaken Syria. But I, I would like to say to you, Afshan, if you see now what the Syrian people are doing, how they are from all provinces, from all villages, from all walks of life, collecting everything they can to help Latakia and Aleppo, to help the people, you know the, the secret of the strength of this country uh, and why it lasted for thousands of years, because its people behave as one person. There is so much love, so much mercy, so much solidarity among the Syrian people. And I hope we will overcome all difficulties and we will be able to overcome this crisis even without the help of the West. Well, just finally, our condolences, of course, from the Going Underground team for the people of Syria affected by the earthquake and, and Turkey. If, uh, as you argue, Britain, the United States, France uh, were wrong to bomb Syria, to help in the destruction of Syria, will they ever be brought to justice for what they did to Syria over uh, 10 years, yeah. 11 years? I certainly... I certainly hope so, but now with this crisis, I say, if the United States and Europe live up to their human claims, humanitarian claims, the, the least thing they can do is to lift the sanctions now off the Syrian people and to stop talking about governments. They are imposing a collective punishment against all the Syrian people, all Syrian children, all Syrian men and women. They are not imposing uh, sanctions against government. They are targeting the Syrian people and perpetrating a crime against the Syrian people. If they do deals, they claim the first thing they should do now is to lift the sanctions of Syria. Dr. Bethena Shaban, thank you. And that's it for the show. Our condolences from the whole team here at Going Underground to those bereaved by the earthquakes. We'll be back next Saturday with comedian and presenter Jimmy Dore ahead of the Rage Against the War Machine demonstration in Washington, D.C. But until then, keep in touch via all our social media. If it's not censored in your country, and you can always head to our channel, Going Underground TV on Rumble.com to watch new and old episodes of Going Underground. See you very soon. <laughs>